From the four corners of Southern California, this is the hot seat, and you're in it with me, Max Schwartz. It starts right now. Today, on the phone, I have as the second candidate for Los Angeles County Sheriff to call into the hot seat, Lou Vince. How are you, Mr. Vince? Thank you very much for taking the time to call into the hot seat this morning. Morning, Max. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is a continuation of the Hot Seat Sheriff Candidate Series, and I would like to remind everybody that I will be sticking to my election protocol. I have lots of questions for the candidates and not a lot of time, so without further ado, let's get started. Why are you running for Los Angeles County Sheriff? Well, Max, I'm just not satisfied with the way things are going at the Sheriff's Department. We need to do something about our overburdened and all-too-violent jail system, and we need to reform that organization. Okay, and if we have, if time allows, we will get into all of those. The sheriff is the head of the police agency for the largest county in the country and the head of the largest jail system in the country. Why should voters trust you to hold this important, powerful post? And what have you done in the past, and what do you do currently that makes you qualified for the position of sheriff? Well, uh, there's quite a few things, actually. I've got a bachelor's degree in law enforcement and justice administration and a master's degree in criminology, law, and society. I've spent the uh, last nearly 20 years with the... Uh, Los Angeles Police Department, not the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, where I've uh, been heavily involved in opening new stations, new divisions out in the uh, San Fernando Valley. And I've provided oversight to many complex operations. And I think that uh, that makes me well qualified for this job. Are you still with the LAPD? Yes, and I have to give a quick disclaimer that uh, I'm speaking as a candidate and not as a representative of that organization. Okay, and because you're from the LAPD and not a current uh, former member of the Sheriff's Department or a current member of the Sheriff's Department, why do you think you voters should trust you to come and run an agency that you've not worked for or in? Well, I did spend four years as a reserve deputy with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department where I earned $1 a year. That $4, although it didn't give me insight to every single aspect of the Sheriff's Department, it gave me insight into the operations there. And now I have the inside knowledge but the outside perspective to... Uh, to run the sheriff's department. I think a good parallel uh, why an outsider is needed is oftentimes in large businesses or corporations when, when that company is losing market share or not performing as it should, they don't look to the inside. They bring an outsider, whether that person's ever worked for that company before or not. They need that outside perspective and that strong management and leadership. Okay. And will you run the department like it is a law enforcement agency, like it is a business or a combination of the two? And will you manage like the law enforcement officer who holds the highest rank in the agency, or will you manage, will you manage like the manager of a business? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. I think uh, the answer to that for me would be a hybrid. Uh, you have to maintain a certain a chain of command in a law enforcement organization. It's a paramilitary organization. But there's a lot of excellent good practices in business that need to be brought into law enforcement to make it run more more efficiently. Uh, I see myself more as a, a leader in the entire criminal justice system, not just as a manager of the sheriff's department. And as such, I'd want to establish a cooperative working relationship with the Board of Supervisors and the other stakeholders in the uh, criminal justice system. And I'm not going to ask a follow-up question. I am going to ask, however, for clarification. On the portion about the you just talked about how business knowledge is needed. Do you have that knowledge, or would you plan on bringing in someone else that has a business background? Well, uh, I think any candidate that tells you that they're an expert in everything is, is not telling you the truth. I don't claim to be an expert in everything. Uh, I, what I want to do is assemble a team, and I'm going to search nationwide for that team, whether that's uh, someone that I find right within the sheriff's department or I find you know, you know, outside, the, uh, outside the state. And for instance, in a forensic accountant, someone that's worked for a large corporation, uh, 
that's done that sort of thing and can find out where the fat is that can be trimmed or where efficiencies efficiencies can be had. Now, ultimately, I'm going to take that information from those team members and digest it, and ultimately the the decision and the buck is going to stop with me. But uh, but I need that input, so it would be more. I guess I guess now that we're talking this out, that, that's quite a bit more business uh, like than law enforcement like. Okay. How will you restore people's faith in the office of sheriff and the department as a whole and restore integrity in the office? Well, I'll tell you, one of the, 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 the major problem right now at the sheriff's department, specifically the office of the sheriff, is that the people of L.A. County don't trust the sheriff's department. And what's also bad is that the employees of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department don't trust the upper-level management. And that creates a horrible lose-lose situation for everyone because the sheriff's deputies on the streets and in the jails, they can't effectively do their job without the cooperation and the trust of the public. So what I intend to do is to engage, in number one, in community policing, uh, train the deputies that they're part of the community and they need to be involved in it. But secondly is to hold the employees to my expectations and to make sure that there's systems in place to follow up to, that those expectations are being met uh, so that there's no... Uh, going off the rail, so to speak, like it's happened recently, and you read about uh, every day almost. And quick clarification for your expectations. For those that do not know, would you mind just explaining what those are quickly? Uh, well, my expectation is that, and it's really, it really is this simple, and I don't mean to oversimplify it, but we all know the difference between wrong and right. And my expectation is that my deputies do the right thing, even when nobody is watching, and don't get involved in anything that would be unprofessional or, you know, they wouldn't want their family members knowing that they did. Okay. If a constituent were to ask you if you are elected, what will you do to reform and improve the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department? What would you say? If a constituent were to ask you if you were elected, what will you do to make the county safer and improve policing specifically? What would you say? Well, what I would say is that I want to make sure that everyone feels safe in their homes and communities. And there's lots of things that can be done. Uh, Specifically, we're talking crime fighting, and that's bringing in 21st uh, century technology, for instance, CompStat or computer statistics, which is basically measuring uh, crime and resources and making sure that the resources uh, are directed towards those towards those crime patterns. The second thing is predictive policing, which is uh, really just a pointer system. It's not a be-all, end-all to uh, crime fighting, but uh, putting cops where we think the crime is going to occur. Uh, the second thing that I want to do is reform the jail system. I'd, uh, I'd lobby to uh, get the Department of Mental Health to, to use their political clout to find alternatives to incarceration for people who, who simply suffer from mental illness and, as a consequence of their mental illness, find themselves incarcerated in the L.A. County jail system. Uh, the second thing I'd want to do is lobby for pretrial release. Uh, pretrial rele- release should be the norm. We could end the overcrowding problem in the county jails by reducing the population by 30% if people would just be able to get bail. And unfortunately, that's not necessarily the case always. So what we what we need is a a risk based assessment system, not a financial based assessment system. Uh, so people that are eligible can get out of jail before their trial. Are all of those regarding the question of community or policing specifically, or are those your goals for how would you reform the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department? Well, that was about policing specifically. How I would reform the sheriff's department is goes back to my expectations about trust. It would be more of a community-based uh, policing organization. And one of the concrete ways I want to do that is I want to see deputies, when they come out of the, out of the academy, right now they'll go to the jails uh, and work in custody for 
uh, around six years. Now, you can imagine putting an employee in a place where they don't want to be uh, for that period of time. You you have a less than stellar performance sometimes. So I want to see those deputies come out of the academy and go in the street and on patrol and learn that they're dealing with, you know, the equivalent of their sister, their mother, their cousin, their father, and they're working with the community. Not everyone they see is a, a crook, so to speak, like they get indoctrinated into in the jails. Uh, and I think that will go a long way to change the culture uh, of the department. And as a consequence, I'd want to put uh, civilianized or non-sworn deputies, not full deputies, in the jails as a career path so that they can be there for, you know, 20, 30 years, and they can be professionalized and well-trained to deal with the issues in the jail specifically, and they want to be there, and they can make that a career. And I think we'll save a lot of money on lawsuits that way, too. Quick clarification. Those non-sworn people would be there as sort of the enforcement agency to make sure that everything is going right, going well in the jails and no one's breaking any protocol, correct? Uh, Correct. Okay. And speaking of reform, do you support a Citizens Oversight Commission? If so, why and how much power would you want this body to have? And if not, what is your what is your plan for proper oversight? Well, uh, I do support a Citizens Oversight Commission. I think it goes back to what I was saying about trust. We can't gain the trust of the community if we can't or we don't show them what we're doing. Whether good or bad, we need to show all our cards, and the Citizens Oversight Commission needs to have full access within the law to be able to uh, sunshine any issues that may arise or give feedback or provide information to the sheriff or the sheriff's department as a whole. Uh, Too often, law enforcement operates in a vacuum where we like to go out and tell the community what we think they need or what they want. I want that input coming, or that, that information flowing the other way as well, where the community can come to the sheriff's department via the commission and and give input into what they see as the problems or needs that they have. Okay. And Max Huntsman, a corrupt politician's worst nightmare, is the relatively new inspector general. Do you believe having an inspector general is a good idea? Why or why not? Uh, I do believe having an inspector general is a good idea, and I've, I've been out to meet with him, and I like everything that he intends to do. What, uh, is the potential problem is that by the time the inspector general uh, brings something to light or, or uh, uh, sunshine's an issue, it's too late. Uh, what we need is a sheriff that's going to be work hand in hand co- uh, collaboratively with the inspector general, so that uh, uh, he's not playing catch up to things that are going on. He needs to be real time involved in the sheriff's department, and I would give him that access. And for follow-up, what do you mean by follow-up, and how do you want the relationship between you and the inspector general to be? Uh, well, there, there, one, it has to be a it has to be a partnership. It, it absolutely has to be because the, the success of the inspector general depends on the sheriff, and the success of the sheriff depends on the inspector general. So it, it has to be a uh, a fully cooperative and uh, uh, a partnership. And whether that's good or you know, it's going to be through good and bad. And we need to be professional and uh, communicate and not hold anything back. And one more question on the subject of the inspector general. Will you listen to his recommendations and put into place what he says? Uh, Absolutely. I will uh, listen to recommendations and give that the credence that it deserves because it's coming from uh, the community, the voters, the residents, the people that the sheriff derives his power from. Uh, now, is that 100%? I'm sure there's going to be times we're going to agree to disagree, but 
generally I see I see that as a uh, uh, a large factor in my decisions. Okay. And moving on now, I would like to incorporate former Sheriff Lee Bach into our discussion. For the purposes of disclosure and for those that do not know, do you have any current or prior affiliation to or with Mr. Baca? I do not. Okay. And he did resign, albeit at least partially for different reasons, after multiple scandals were uncovered. If new scandals which started under the previous sheriff or under your tenure are uncovered after the start of your term, what will you do? Well, obviously I'm going to address them. We can't have this... uh Currently, or recently, the Sheriff's Department has employed a three-pronged tactic, and that I call that the I didn't know, it's not my fault, and nobody told me. We can't keep playing those three cards. I would take responsibility, accept what's going on, and move forward in a positive direction to resolve those scandals, but most importantly, make sure they don't happen again. And you'll do that by attacking the three-pronged, I guess, Well, no, I, what I'm saying is I will not be the leader that says, I didn't know. Nobody told me it's not my fault and throw my hands up in the air. I will say, this is my problem now. Buck stops with me. I'm going to fix it. Not only am I going to fix it, it's not going to happen again. Okay, and that's how you'll make sure no new scandals come out of the department? Well, we're going we're gonna to learn from anything that happens. The sheriff's department has only had four sheriffs in the last 82 years, and I think it's been far too slow to learn a lesson. from th- Things are going to go wrong in a large organization. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to sound naive here, but when they do go wrong, the important thing is to learn from them to make sure that they don't happen again. There are still ranking officials and people who knew about the scandals in the department who were there while Mr. Baca was in office. If elected, will you attempt to remove people who were senior officials under Sheriff Baca to make sure the department starts off fresh? Uh, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to meet with each of these individuals, and I don't think it's reasonable that, uh, you know, some of the candidates said they're going to fire everybody. I don't think that's reasonable or practical. What I do intend to do is share my goals and my vision and make sure that they jive with their goals and their vision. And if we can agree, if we can agree that's great. We'll move forward. And if we can't, you know, it, it's as simple as uh, you can retire as an assistant sheriff today or, or a lieutenant tomorrow. You know, make the choice. And I think it's not going to take too much of that happening before uh, uh, people start to fall in line. And will you will you attempt, however, to remove everyone who could be linked to any of the previous scandals? Uh, if people are found guilty of uh, uh, being involved in, I mean, that's a pretty general term, scandal, uh, uh, or unfit to do their or do their work, then yes, they will be be removed. Okay. And many people have said that because Sheriff Baca kept affirming he did not know about the scandals that the Los Angeles Times was reporting, he either turned a blind eye to them or he really did not know what was going on in his department. Even though it is, a, it, even though it is very large, what will you do to make sure you know what is going on in the sheriff's department? Well, I'm going to set up an, an inspectional services command. Uh, it's recently been uh, some attempts to implement one there because Assistance Commission on Jail Violence uh, suggested it, but basically what that what that boils down to in uh, in layman's terms is you manage what you measure. And I will measure whether that's force, crime, productivity, uh, how often uh, administrative projects like uh, internal affairs investigations, how long they take, and measure all that and compare them throughout the department to uh, different entities in the organization and make sure that people are doing their job. Uh, no more uh, essentially the way you described it, and, and I tend to agree, of being asleep at the wheel at the largest sheriff's department in the United States. 
So just for clarification, you'd like to, or is that saying you'd compare one eight, one part of the department versus another depart, part of the department in measurable, I guess, quantities? Yes, yes, absolutely. Measure uh, the measures of effectiveness. Now, whether that's, you know, what they did last year versus this year or, you know, last month versus this month, all those things, we have to keep our, our finger on the pulse of what's going on. Uh, a lot of the problems that you heard about in the jails is, for, in, for instance, and just as an example, uh, there were force uh, incidents that just simply weren't investigated. They were locked in a desk drawer. That cannot happen. Things like that need to be tracked, monitored, and measured. Okay. And moving on now, or I'm continuing one more question about Sheriff Baca, please pardon me. Do you believe Mr. Baca brought any good to the department? I think uh, Mr. Baca had uh, great ideas. I, I support his idea that we need to educate inmates and that we need to uh, involve the community and we need to reach out to minority communities. I think he brought a lot of good there. Where I think the problem arose is that there was not a lot of traction where the rubber meets the road. There were great ideas, but they were not uh, implemented. The management wasn't there, the leadership wasn't there to make those ideals a reality. So while I plan to not only continue those, I'm going to make sure that they come to fruition, not just talk about them. Okay, and moving on now, some of the candidates running for the 3rd District seat on the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors have said they would like to use the quote-unquote power of the purse to get the sheriff to make changes they or the board would like made. As sheriff, how would you respond if the power of the purse is used, and would you or would you not make the changes the individual member or the board as a whole would like to see made? Well, uh, obviously, uh, the Board of Supervisors controls the the budget for the sheriff's department. Uh, Here's the thing. In the past, the sheriff and the Board of Supervisors have had a a friction or an adversarial relationship. So really, the only thing that supervisors can do is say they're going to use the purse strings uh, to control the sheriff. I don't see that as an issue when I'm the sheriff because, again, and I I don't want to keep repeating myself, but this is an important, important point. There needs to be a cooperative working relationship with the Board of Supervisors. We all have the same goals. We need to work together to get them instead of... Uh, going off into our own corners and and not working together. But if the power of the purse is used for some reason, would you implement the changes that they are requesting? Uh, I don't see that happening, but I'm going to work with the Board of Supervisors and and implement uh, changes that we all agree need to be implemented. Okay. And moving, continuing on now... Broadly and overall, what changes would you like to make to the Los Angeles County Sheriff and the Office of Sheriff that you have not already mentioned? That I have not already mentioned. Well, I think the one the one distinction for me in my candidacy is I want to see the Office of the Sheriff be a leader in the criminal justice system. I think all the candidates can probably uh, keep inmates in custody, can probably make sure there's tires on the black and whites. That's not the distinction. The distinction for me is I want to work with probation with the courts, with the Board of Supervisors, with the Department of Mental Health, to get this unwieldy monster that has become the L.A. County criminal justice system uh, reformed and more efficient and better serving the community. Because the way it's going now, uh, we're not going to be able to just keep uh, locking people up or, or simply letting them out because we don't have space. We need to have a, we need to have a plan and a forecast and a... And a uh, a cooperative working relationship to get that done. Okay, and do you believe a new jail is needed? Uh, well, that, that's kind of a, a broad question. There are 
jails that need to be remodeled or, or uh, uh, fixed up, if you will, just because of time and use, I don't support the increase in capacity of the L.A. County jail system. We need to spend that money on finding ways to keep people out of jail, not finding new and better ways to keep them in. Okay. And what is your plan to alleviate overcrowding? And also, what do you plan to do to improve the treatment of inmates, both by deputies and for medical ailments? Well, to alleviate overcrowding, that's, that, that could be a very long answer, but I'll give you a, a few quick points. And, and uh, number one is pretrial release. I mentioned it before. We need a risk-based assessment, not a financial-based assessment. If, you know, two people are arrested for the same crime, one gets out because, you know, he has more money, uh, essentially. That, that shouldn't be the, the norm. It should be based on risk. Uh, secondly, we need to divert the mentally ill uh, out of the county jail system and into treatment because all we do is we lock them up, and that just makes things worse. You put them in a situation with, you know, oftentimes a, you know, a, a young deputy, and it creates a lose-lose situation. Uh, the third thing I want to see is our alternative custody programs, and that, that goes back to what I was saying about working with the criminal justice system as a whole. For instance, uh, community-based supervision like GPS monitoring, uh, house arrest, et cetera. Uh, those things alone uh, will uh, greatly reduce overcrowding in the L.A. County jail system. Okay. And then, I'm sorry, what was the second part of that question? What will you do to improve the treatment of inmates both by deputies and for medical ailments? Okay, well, number one for deputies, I can't believe in 2014 that in the L.A. County Sheriff's Department jail system, we don't have jails covering 100% of the, uh, of the uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we don't have cameras covering 100% of the jails. I would make that a priority, and that includes uh, cameras in all custody facilities as well as Sheriff's Department stations, as well as lapel cameras and uh, in-dash, in-dash cameras for the deputies. I think that'll go a long way to to telling the story of what's actually going on. If someone's doing something wrong, it's going to prove it. And if someone is doing something right, it's going to prove it. And that's going to go back to building, rebuilding the trust of the, uh, of the community. And the second part of that question, improving the medical ailments uh, or the medical treatment, mm-hmm. yes. that, that, that has to be a, a priority. I mean, we have to get folks uh, signed up for the Affordable Care Act while they're in custody and help them get through that, make sure that they have the documents that they need and... Uh, so that they can get proper health care. Uh, we also need to prioritize staffing in the, in the jails as far as nurses and doctors. Okay. And about the Affordable Care Act, though, in the jails, and just to click clarif- click quick clarification yet again, will the people, I don't believe, unless I'm mistaken here, will they be able to use, I don't think they'll necessarily be able to use that health care when they're in custody, will they? No, I don't believe so either. What I, what I was... Uh, referring to is that make sure that while they're in custody, they're signed up. So when my, my attitude is that their re-entry begins on the day they enter custody. And we want to make sure that they're set up to succeed, because quite frankly, I don't want to see them again in the jail system. Uh, make sure that they're set up to succeed. So that means do they have health care? Do they have their birth certificate? Do they have their driver's license or their ID? So that when they get out, they have all those support services, and those are just a few that are already in place instead of just giving them a couple of bucks for the bus and putting them out on the street so that they can go apply for a job and have the things they need or to have the medical care they need uh, so that they can be successful. Okay. And one more question about the jails. And there is a little 
uh, misunderstanding, I guess, between the central, the attorney for the central district, the U.S. attorney for the central district of California and the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department as to why the FBI informant was moved in the jail system. When you're elected, will you do? Will you use your office, or will you immediately try to find out exactly why the inmate was moved? Uh, obviously, I want to know why the inmate was moved, and I think most people that. Uh uh, weren't born yesterday. Know why the inmate was moved? Uh, I don't think we 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 prov- we put cop killers in custody, and they're not uh, they don't have a problem in the jail. So moving them and using the excuse that we we're trying to protect them from deputies, I think, doesn't pass the uh, doesn't pass the smell test. I think the uh, the FBI and the, the DOJ are going to uh, uh, root that out and find out the true cause of why that was uh, done. But if there's anything I can do to assist that or move that along, I absolutely will. Okay, and speaking of the Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney for the Central District of California indicted 18 18 deputies and members of the brass, and more indictments could come. If you are elected, what will you do to make sure this behavior stops and the culture is changed so people know acting like these 18 18 did is not okay and such behavior will not be tolerated? Uh, Well, one thing I want to do, as I said before, is is set the expectation that nothing like that will be tolerated and take quick and appropriate swift action, including termination, if anything like this uh, comes to my attention. The other thing I want to do in a, in a more general sense is establish uh, ethical leadership training for all the deputies so they can be empowered uh, to when they see a, a co-worker or a peer that may be going off on the wrong track so that they can you know, grab them by the shirt collar and say, hey, take a step back, my friend, and, and have the courage to make that decision and know that the organization will support them and they won't be retaliated against Okay, and do you believe these eighteen individuals who were who have received the indictment will should be fired? Uh, I don't have all the information on what exactly has has uh, transpired there. Uh, what I want to see is I want to see uh, the whole thing go, go through the court system. I don't think it would be fair for me to make a determination like that, uh, specifically because I'm concerned that I don't believe, knowing how uh, the sheriff's department and a paramilitary organization. Acts that the chain of command, meaning the executives uh, or the managers, didn't know what was going on, and they must bear some culpability here. I think right now the highest-ranking person that was indicted was uh, one lieutenant, and the rest are essentially uh, line deputies. And I don't believe that anything like this uh, happened in a vacuum with just some uh, low-level employees, if you will. I don't mean to say low-level, but lower on the chain of command. if so, this investigation bear out. If these people are found guilty, would you move to fire them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Or if they're found guilty. Okay. And moving on now, I want to talk about the hiring process. The Los Angeles, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department has a program called Friends of the Sheriff, which helps applicants who are relatives or close friends of a member of the department during the hiring process. If elected sheriff, will you eliminate this program? Uh, absolutely. I don't think there should be any uh, cronyism, nepotism, or anything in the hiring process. In fact, when it comes down to uh, uh, the actual hiring, I mean, obviously for backgrounds, et cetera, we need people's names and et cetera. But when we have the package in front of us and the actual hiring decision is being made, I think it needs to be anonymized, you know, uh, uh, a name assigned a number so people don't know uh, the names of the people that they're choosing so that we can put fairness and impartiality in that uh, completely. Okay. And what will you do to fix the the hiring process as a whole? Because there are individuals who have been hired who probably shouldn't been, and one of the groups I'm referring to is the County Department of Public Safety employees who were hired. 
Well, I'd want to uh, reinvestigate all of those hires, and then if there's someone is found to be uh, improperly hired, uh, move to terminate them. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some you know union issues, et cetera, there, but you can't be afraid to take those on because the cost to the sheriff's department and the cost to the public is is simply too great if someone that shouldn't be there is left to be there. Uh, secondly, I believe that education is important and an absolute must for law enforcement. And for hiring standards, I'd like to see at a minimum to become an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy to have an associate's degree. And for any kind of promotion to sergeant, detective, et cetera, that you have a, a bachelor's degree. Because education really broadens your your uh, experiences and your, and your mind. And I want to see the uh, Sheriff's Department professionalized with education. Is that all you do to fix the hiring process or to change the hiring process? Well, another problem with the hiring process, and it's more of a, a nuts and bolts issue, is that right now the, the, the Sheriff's Department hires people in, in fits and spurts. It's like a rubber band that gets stretched and there's nobody hired, and all of a sudden, boom, they let go and they got to hire a bunch of people and the hiring standards are compromised. We need to run, and I'm going to use your own question here. You asked about running it like a business. We need to have a manager that forecasts the needs of the organization. For instance, do we need 80 deputies every month because 80 retire or, or resign, et cetera, to make sure that those 80 are in the pipeline for hiring every month and it's not a rush and a scramble to hire uh, those folks when all of a sudden the money comes comes free, that we're really doing ourselves a disservice by being reactive in the hiring process instead of being proactive. Okay, and because time allows, I'm going to ask one more question. There has been there have been allegations of profiling by deputies in the Antelope Valley. Do you believe profiling profiling by law enforcement is appropriate? And what, if anything, will you do to make sure this stops and profiling throughout the county stops? Uh, I don't believe uh, any type of racial profiling is appropriate. Uh, I believe that uh, people need to have their constitutional rights protected, and constitutional policing needs to become a an ingrained part of the sheriff's department culture. And again, that goes back to setting the expectations that will not be tolerated. If anybody is found to be guilty of racial profiling, that's serious misconduct, and they will be terminated. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that, and thank you very much for joining me in the hot seat today, Mr. Vince. It was a pleasure. The hot seat after hours starts right now. You can email the hot seat inbox at the hot seat with Schwartz at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at TV. You can also read and follow my blog at maxsportstv.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the hot seat's newsletter by clicking on the link on our page. Go to annenbergradio.org slash podcast and click on the link underneath the hot seat's description and enter your email address. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me next time with 3rd District Board of Supervisors candidate Eric Previn.